Bibles this morning to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. This morning's message is going to be very direct. Uh, I trust that it will be weighty to you. There are times when a pastor feels very burdened to sound warning bells and to draw attention to places of danger for us. And I believe that our world is not just fast approaching that, but we are there. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word this morning? Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, that is the return of Jesus Christ for the church, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember not, when I was with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And that is the people of God, the family of God. And then that wicked shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, because they love not the truth, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all may be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning, beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to obtaining the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or by epistle. My brothers and sisters in Christ, it is up to you to stand fast, hold the traditions taught from God's Word, passed on to you from generations to generations, whether by word, by epistle, by the Spirit of God communicating truth to you, hold fast. God will not do it for you. Hold fast. You may be seated this morning. In 1 Timothy 4, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit speaketh expressly that in the last days, people will depart from the faith. They're going to give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. The end will not happen until their first is a falling away, which means a separation a defection, a divorce from the truth. 
These people that fall away from what they know of God, who God is, what God commands, what God expects. It says that they have pleasure in unrighteousness, which means they think well of unrighteousness, wickedness, sinful ways. They are willing to live that way, and then they approve of people that do. This great falling away is prophesied in Scripture. It directly coincides with the rapture of the church and the second coming of the Lord Jesus. There are not two comings, it's just expressed two ways. The Lord's coming for the church in the rapture and the Lord coming with the church at the second coming. But this falling away shall happen. It will happen. And it's happening right now in the midst of the organized church and those that aren't part of the organized church. There are those that name the name of Christ. They're, they honor God with their lips, but their heart is far from the Lord. They have pleasure in unrighteousness. They rewrite the scriptures to their own self-destruction. They refuse to come under the authority and the lordship of the Lord, creating their own religion that will be judged by the fire of God's countenance. Our culture calls it being progressive. God's word calls it falling away. When Christians support, endorse, stand with those that oppose Christ, oppose the gospel, and honor abominations and blasphemous things, that is part of the falling away. When Christians side with right to choose, knowing that it that it, it, it chooses to side itself with the murder of innocent lives. That's, that's typical of falling away. You have to check your spiritual common sense at the door to fall away. I was sharing in our Wednesday night Bible study. And give me just a moment to lay the absurdity of this teaching. I'm not dancing around anything this morning. We're coming straight, okay? Okay. They tell us, the progressive, the enlightened, those that are uh, past the conservative traditions of our nation and the thousands of years that came before there ever was the United States. They tell us that a child in the womb of a mother is not a baby. Okay, let's just facts. We'll put Jesus over here, Holy Spirit over here, so just, just no faith, just facts. It is not a baby. It's tissue. Okay. We're about to go on our family vacation to Daytona. And there will be wooden stakes in the beach with yellow tape around where sea turtles lay their eggs. There will be people camping out beside the wooden stakes 24-7. Am I telling the truth? And if you break an egg, you have committed a felony. A felony. You will be fined up to whatever, $100,000, $200,000, and or jail. Because the turtle in the egg is a turtle. Now riddle me this. How, why is it not tissue? Why is it not turtle fluid or something? Because if you put our brains in a bird, it would fly upside down backwards. That's why. It's like common sense has took an absolute vacation. 
and Christians to be accepted and to side. We want to be on the right side of history now. We don't want to be on the right side of history. We want to be on the right side of his story. That's what side we want to be on. And we can't be embarrassed to say, hey, uh, the king has no clothes. Do y'all not see this? The king has no clothes. If y'all come to be just encouraged today, you picked the wrong Sunday. I'm coming. It's prophesied in Scripture. These people think they're doing God a service by remaking him into something more palatable to the carnal nature and the fleshly lust of man. See, if we give God a makeover, our friends will accept him. And we do not conform God to fit our carnal desires. We, we fall upon that rock and we are broken. We fall upon the rock of our sinfulness and his judgment of us and we repent. This prophecy, God's word is crystal clear. It said they're going to fall away. They're going to separate themselves from, it's apostasy. Apostasy means uh, changing your mind about religious belief and conviction. We fall away from the foundations that make Christianity not a way, but the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but by me. And God's word will not be rewritten. It will not change to fit our lifestyles. It is not impressed with changing cultures, geopolitical slants. It, it's irrelevant. This word, spoken through flawed men, inspired by the Holy Spirit, God, who can control everything, knows how to preserve it unto the day of his return. This great falling away is satanic in origin. It opposes the person of God. It slanders the name of God. Why is it when someone curses, they don't say, Buddha damn? I'm just asking. Why not Muhammad Dam? Because it, the spirit of this world doesn't hate religion. It hates God. And it hates the name Christ. And we'll have none, none of it. You can bring in brain-dead ideas, but don't bring in the name of God. And don't get hung up on us being a Christian nation. We ceased being a Christian nation a long time ago. But we're still a Christian people. And we are a kingdom inside the kingdom. We're a nation inside the nation. The satanic origin slanders the name of God. It perverts the gospel of God. It questions the word of God and abandons and opposes the son of God. Perverts the gospel. We take the cross out. We take the blood out. We don't want a, a, a blood gospel. We want a gospel of works. We want a gospel of good deeds and join the church and let some preacher put a scepter on your head or throw water on you or something. We pervert the whole thing because Satan realizes if you believe any other gospel, you're damned. And so he'll change it. He'll, he'll dilute it. He'll add to it, take away from it. And the whole purpose is to get to those who, if redeemed, would bring glory to God for eternity to tell. The great falling away happens in the church, not outside of it. You write that down. It happens in the church. The world can't fall away from a God that they don't serve. 
The world can't fall away from relationship that they've never had. The world can't taste of the age to come without tasting of the age to come. You cannot fall away from, defect from, separate oneself from, or divorce yourself from something or someone you've not been connected to. People will and are falling away from the person of Jesus Christ. Listen, I believe that I am eternally secure. Read my lips. I believe I am eternally secure, but you cannot read the scripture and not see plainly, repetitively, throughout multiple books that you can fall away, you can walk away. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the confidence of our faith steadfast to the end. No works, but we stay, we remain. If you do not remain in Christ, there is no covering for your sin. There's one covering. And we're getting so hung up on, do you say unconditional eternal security or eternal security, and we get hung up on the doctrine, and here it is. If you remain in Christ, you're good. And if you don't, there is no longer a covering for your sins. Now, here's the debater. So you say they're not saved? I'm saying I'm staying in Christ. The simplicity found in Jesus is where I'm staying. I'm not coming out. I'm not adding anything to it. I'm not taking anything away from it. If you feel today that I'm a little more forceful than normal or louder than normal or passionate, your blood will be on my hands if I don't tell you the truth. People will fall away from the person of Jesus Christ. They will fall away from their commitment to Jesus Christ. They will fall away from their confession of Jesus Christ. They will fall away from their first love and their first works. They will fall away from their trust and dependence upon Him. They will fall away from the standard of self-denial and cross-bearing and the command to follow Jesus. They will be absolutely blinded by deception and deceived by their own wicked heart. They will fall away from their former desires to honor God with their body and their spirit. Christians that fall away generally categorize questions like this. What's wrong with it? Instead of what's right with it. Narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. But broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many go in thereat. I'm not preaching this to make you troubled or anxious. It's like you know narrow Narrow spaces lead to specific places. And we're on our way to Zion, the beautiful city of Zion. Heaven is our home. Don't talk to me about narrow. I want to know, is it the path? Narrow or not, I want to make sure that I get there. And it's amazing how we just forget and, and, and are so quickly deceived. And I've used this illustration over and over. I'm going to use it again because it's good. All roads lead to Florida. No, they don't. I'm getting on 75 South soon. I'm going to Daytona. I know how to get there. 75, I-10, 295, 95, Daytona exit, beach, chair, hollowed out coconut, umbrella, happy days. I know how to get there, baby. I know how to get there. Oh, no, John, all roads go to Daytona. Uh-uh. No, they don't. Oh, yeah, just, you just got to believe. Uh-uh. 75 North takes you into chaos. 
Oh no, we all believe that 75 North goes to Florida. Y'all wrong. Who do you think you are saying that we're wrong? I think I'm the guy going to Florida. It's not arrogance. It's ignorance to think that all roads lead to one specific place geographically, and surely if all roads don't lead to one place geographically, all roads do not lead to one place spiritually. That's common sense. Okay, for the next few moments, so that we can watch ourselves and judge ourselves and be careful that we are found in the faith. Let me tell you something. God's not impressed with my 30 years of preaching. Throw it out. Not impressed. Started churches. You got six or seven churches. They all have the same name. Throw it out. We work out our salvation in fear and trembling. I'm not working to be saved. He finished that work. I'm working to maintain that I'm in the position that brought me to my salvation. And he knows that I'm utterly committed to this. There is nothing else but the finished work of Jesus Christ. So how does the falling away happen? What does it look like? Letter A. It happens where Christ is denied, rejected, or opposed. Christ. You do not come to church and decide to turn over a new leaf and I'm just going to be a better person. That's like someone with AIDS saying, I'm going to build houses for Habitat for Humanity. I'm going to be a better man. You still got AIDS. Until you're cured... The death sentence is on you. Or Ebola, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, give all my clothes to the poor. You still have the disease. We are dead in our trespasses and sins. Dead people can't heal themselves. They must be resurrected. And we are brought to life by the Spirit of God that quickens us. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of works. The falling away is any other form of religion. Listen, morality. Good deeds, feeding the poor, caring for those that are homeless, which is wonderful, which does not lead to life. Those that are saved will do those things, but the people that do those things are not necessarily saved. And you can't fall away without falling away from the person of Jesus Christ. They deny his virgin birth. They deny his sinless life. The working of miracles, the fulfilling of prophecy, the substitutionary death, resurrection, ascension, the reigning in heaven. You, we, have to believe, we have to believe and stand with all of it, for all of it. They're in our pulpits. They're ordaining other people, minimizing the role of Jesus Christ and producing a gospel of be good to your neighbor. Well, Jesus told us that. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. But loving my neighbor as myself does not save me. The falling away is people that adhere to a religion uh, or suggestions or commands or liturgy and they busy the people with doing good and or evil and they pull away from the person of Jesus Christ. The redemption found in his sinless life, substitutionary death and his resurrection. That is the only thing that saves us. Period. And anybody that minimizes that, be careful. Not just careful. Distance yourself from them. Don't fall away from God. Fall away from them. I say this unashamedly. Listen, I love preaching. I love hearing good pastors. There's nothing I enjoy better than good sermons and nothing I hate worse than bad. 
I, and I have people I have listened to. I want everyone to look at me. 20 plus years, I have grown. I have been challenged. I have been changed. I have matured. Their ministry has shaped me. But they don't talk about Jesus anymore. And they're not centered on Jesus anymore. They're centered on how to have a good life, a better life, the life I wanted, the life I've always dreamed about, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm not saying those things aren't a part of knowing Jesus. But I'm saying if he's not the central message, I think I'm going to distance myself from you because I don't want to be caught up in another gospel, not the one found in the scripture. Ah, that's overboard. Call me what you want. I'm the one that's going to stand naked before him. What did you believe? I believed that I was dead in my trespasses and sin, without hope and without God, with no chance of being forgiven. And in your divine mercy, Jesus Christ bled and died for me, and the spotless lamb paid for my sins. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't you be confused with these slick celebrities. As a matter of fact, be very careful of any pastor, including this one. Hey, group me in the group with all of them. Don't you show preference to any man, especially one that will take the affections of the bride. So I'm a friend of the bridegroom, Jesus. I'm a friend of the bridegroom. And if my ministry causes you to have affection and allegiance and loyalty to me and I take that, that would be like grief if I asked him to watch Kelly and he let Kelly's affections go to him. I would spin on my heels and say, you're a damnable friend. And these people that will let you elevate them and make them celebrities. I didn't say well-known. Good ministry becomes well-known, but make them celebrities or special. There is no difference between me and you. I am a brother in the Lord. You're a sister in the Lord. You're my brother. I'm your sister. We as children, I have a different assignment. But there is no glory in me greater than and beside the fact that I am redeemed. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Ooh, I like this preacher. I like, you got to be careful. I didn't say, I know what you're saying, but be careful. And I can prove it to you that it's idolatry. Strap in turbulent weather just ahead. I can prove to you it's idolatry. If I were to call your favorite preacher by name, or say you better watch or you better judge here, you would get more mad with me than the person that takes God's name in vain at your workplace. I love the Wanda Jaffe's in my class that says, how can I ask you about what you talked about? Come here, let's open the Bible up. First time she said, I don't want to offend you. I said, offend me. Truth is never scared of questions. And I am flawed. I've preached on Moses' ark before. <laughs> yes, I have. And Moses knew how to drive that ark. And people go, have you lost your mind? We're human. We're flawed. And we're not celebrities. When we come into church, I've done my job when you leave, instead of saying, what a good preacher, you say, what a wonderful Lord. What a wonderful Lord. Tell you what else it looks like. Where Christ is misrepresented and there's no discernment. 
There is so much false revival everywhere. I've watched the videos that they promote. It's not like black market. They promote the move of the Lord where they actually act like they're holding a joint and call it Jehovah Weed. And they breathe in God and they act stumbling drunk and there's not a leader in the house, not anyone with righteous zeal that says, how dare you misrepresent the Lord in that way. And God gives them, God allows them incredible supernatural experiences. They're not faking. They're having demonic encounters. And they're feeling it. They're seeing visions. They're seeing angels. But that, my friend, is part of the great falling away because they love not the truth. God sends them strong delusion that they can believe a lie. We're, t we're seeing the pre-before part of it now. And in the end, the, the ministers of Satan, which will be saying they're Christian, the ministers will have such power and the Antichrist will have such power that he'll literally be able to call fire down from heaven. And because they love not this truth, they're going to believe that delusion. We're believing it now, and they'll believe it later. When I come in a room, listen, please hear your pastor. I'm not venting this morning. I am burdened for the state of the church. Burdened. I want you to know I am Pentecostal to my toes. To my toes. I pray in tongues, and I'm not weird. I'm not weird. I pray in tongues. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in all of the gifts of the Spirit, just like I believe in the fruit of the Spirit. I want everything that God has for me. But God is not a God of chaos. And you walk in a, surf, a service, and it looks like demonic manifestations, and there's some preacher telling you that's the Lord. He's deceived. God's Spirit doesn't make us act like demon-possessed people. He makes us act like spirit-possessed people, God-possessed people. I don't believe it. Believe what you like. I'll answer to God for what I'm telling you. God is a God of peace. God is a God of order. Great power now. Don't shortchange it. Do you believe people can fall out? Well, first of all, you don't call it slain by the Spirit because that means killed by the Spirit. God just killed you. I will submit this to you. If you look at biblical examples of falling out, Adam fell out. When he woke up, Eve was standing there. Paul fell out, or Saul fell out, and when he woke up, he was Paul. Outside of that, I don't know of anybody else falling out except the Roman soldiers that come to get Jesus. <laughs> Who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth. I am he. And just a pulse of his glory. Can you imagine the hilarity of this? They're all there in their Roman gear trying to get back up. They got armor on. They can't get up. They're all stumbling around. And then he said, Who are you looking for? I ain't telling him, you tell him. I ain't telling him. <laughs> so I know their expressions of God's glory. I know their pulses like that. I know you can have experiences. But I submit to you based on the reading of God's word that when Adam was taken out and brought back and Saul was put to sleep and come back or knocked from his donkey, they got up completely different. I mean completely different. You add a wife to the situation, your life has changed changed they said how did how did he go about naming her wo woman he woke up and looked at her he goes, whoa man that's good he's trying to 
And then he never had to talk again. But, uh, <laughs> the falling away happens where ministers are cowards and or asleep. Let me tell you about my brotherhood. The day is fast approaching and the lines are being clearly drawn. I'm going to be labeled as ignorant, a bigot, a proponent of hate speech, one that refuses to acknowledge that Jesus is the friend of sinners. And if the Lord tarries, I will be prosecuted and or jailed, or worse, for preaching the truth. Already the line is drawn from those that refuse to look the other way and condone. See, we don't have pleasure in unrighteousness. I'm not your judge, and I don't hate anybody. Just because I believe something's a sin doesn't mean I hate you. That's, that's ridiculous. You know, someone said, well, how dare you say that I'm a sinner? Because I'm one, and I know what it looks like. Someone's practicing homosexuality or lesbianism. Well, we practice fornication. It looks, that's what sin is. If you don't know something's sin, how would you repent? And if you don't repent, how will you find forgiveness? And what happens to the person that has no forgiveness? They're judged. So there has to be absolutes. There has to be, that is not God's plan for your life. Who do you think you are? A minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not God's plan for your life. We've got, we're on the internet now and on media with this Bruce Jenner thing. And we're saying he's a hero. Listen, loved by God? Yes. Needed to be prayed for like all of us? Yes. Should we hate him? No. A hero? No. That's not a hero. He is confused in his way, just like I was confused in my way. And what he needs is the healer. He needs the Lord just like we did. It's happening where the word of God is changed, diluted, minimized, or explained away. Second Timothy 4 says, I charge you, Timothy, before God and the Lord Jesus, who shall judge the quick and the dead at the appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be in season, instant in season, and out of season. Watch. Reprove. What does reprove mean? Correct. We don't do, we, preachers aren't supposed to do that no more. I just want you to feel good. Oh, do you feel good about you? Well, I feel good about you. Let's feel good about each other. You good? We're good. Good. Did I make you happy? Did I, pro, did I provide enough social events for you to decide in your consumerism that this is a good church? Because I'll visit this church two or three times, and if you don't have what I want, or... You visited today, you were like, dear Lord, does he do that every week? No. No. Does a parent discipline every day? You say, yes. No. No, there's more to it. There's love and there's joy and there's laughter. If you don't have a minister that will reprove you, now, let me temper that. He ought to have reproved himself first. Okay? Reprove? Rebuke? What's rebuke mean? Would you, would you prayerfully consider, just think about it, you really, I don't know, you, you talk, you know, I know y'all are living together and just shacked up and everything, but you, would you just consider seeing if that would, you might could make a change? Okay. No. A minister says, God's word is crystal clear. 
that you are not supposed to engage in sex with someone outside of marriage. That's not God's plan for you. God's not trying to keep us from a beautiful expression. Sex was God's idea. In the beginning, I mean, that was his idea. He was in a nifty mood, you know, when he thought it up. But anyway. Oh, so you see the humanity part. But a minister will say, those of you that love money, those of you that love money, the root of all evil is in that. A minister will tell you, if you're the friend of this world, you're the enemy of God. That doesn't mean we hate the world. It means we're, we're not, I'm not, I just am in a different, I'm diff, I, can, I can't, sorry. We're not attacking. We don't have swords in our hand. You don't have to separate from everybody. You just live righteously. They're going to separate from you. You follow me? We're not trying to beat anybody over the head, but we're not going to say, well, I know it's a woman's right to choose. No, she can choose, but rights end at the point of someone else's rights being violated. And there's no, there's no right to kill an innocent life. And see, you stand there, you reprove. You don't have to do it mean or angrily. We rebuke, we exhort, we, we preach the word of God. And we're not, we don't back down. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own less shall heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears. And these preachers will turn away people from the truth and turn them unto fables. This is what it means. And it happens all the time. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. A lot of people want someone educated. Nah. Well, you know. Uh, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but we check out churches like we, drive, we test out cars or restaurants. And we see if it's what we want, what we want, and if it serves up what we want, we choose. We, we, we buy into it. And the Bible says that people, not the pastor, the people will decide, and they'll heap to themselves. See, you couldn't heap before the Internet. Did you understand that? You couldn't bring into your home, I'll listen to this preacher, I'll listen to this preacher, I'll listen to this pastor, I'll listen to this one. Y'all, our young, our young people don't understand. Dewey Decimal, remember Dewey Decimal? You try to find something in the library. Just finding something in the library take you a day and a half before you ever study. And microfilm or a cassette that had been in the sun. Y'all remember putting a spoon in the cassette player to try to push the, and praise the Lord. It's horrible. But now you can bring all kind of teaching to yourself. So last day. And we pick and choose the preachers that we say, I like them because they focus on me. They focus on the next level. They focus on me gaining, me growing, me advancing, me realizing, my destiny, me, 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 me. Now, I'm not, just please hear me in context. I pray this is clear. If I surrender my life to the Lord Jesus and I make him my primary purpose, I will realize my destiny. I will be excellent. He'll bring me up. Promotion comes from the Lord. He'll bring me to all those places. But that happening from Jesus Christ is different than trying to use Jesus Christ to get there. Two totally different things. Being used is being used. We don't use the Lord. We reverence the Lord. It's happening now. We heap into ourselves teachers. And I am not a preacher basher. I, I don't know their heart. Uh, 
The only time I'll ever come against is if something contradicts the word of God, then that falls on all of us. But I will tell you this. The most popular preachers in my knowledge today in the world preach a diluted, watered-down, non-offensive gospel that rarely, if ever, mentions the blood of Jesus Christ being necessary and focuses on for the washing of our sins. And we preach a different gospel and we have a different Christian because of it. That's good, John. Thank you very much. The great falling away will be man-focused. Prosperity, gospel, false revivals. It may be moral, but not godly. It said that they will be traitors and lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Oh, that's critical. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power, which means you will see expressions that look like Christianity, but it does not flow from the source of the relationship of knowing Jesus Christ. Goodness, kindness, mercy, serving, uh, helping the poor, clothing, fighting for people whose rights have been violated, having a form of godliness, which it looks on the external, but denying the power. Where does the power of our godliness come from? The union of the Lord Jesus. Theirs comes from their choice. They want their life to matter, which is noble. We want to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. But in the falling away, you've got to use discernment. You ever put on polarized sunglasses? Guys, you go to Bass Pro Shops and it's got the, the duck and the, uh, the lake and it's this little image, it's real blurry, but you put on the polarized glasses and you go, oh, and the duck's just coming at you like it's flying. You, you see it clearly. Discernment is that way. You realize that they look alike, but it's not the same. One flows from the heart of man to make a difference in their community. The other flows from the heart of God through the man to minister to the community for the glory of Jesus Christ. That's the difference. The great falling away is riddled with idolatry, relativism, and an emphasis on works. Relativism means there are no absolutes. Well, that statement is an absolute statement. So your absolute statement saying there are no absolutes makes the theory of relativism impossible. But again, we're not smart enough to think through that. So anyway. This falling away, regretfully, will happen through demonically anointed men, celebrity ministers. I'm sorry, it just is. 2 Corinthians 11, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And do not marvel at this, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So it's no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Flowing from their ministry, demonically anointed, will be healed lives, restored marriages, physical healing, joyful, happy people that enjoy their life but you have to put the glasses of the word of God on to discern the fact that they're anointed but not with God's spirit because this anointing this anointing gives them what they wanted the anointing of God gives you what you needed a substitute for your sins and be not tricked 
Strong delusion, the Bible said. These ministers, if Satan can be an angel of light, think it not a thing that the ministers can have great anointing. They're going to lay hands on people that are sick and they're going to get well. Yes, they will. Money will flow to them and everything they touch will work. But that don't mean God's in it. Be wise as a serpent, guys. Harmless as a dove. If this were my last message I ever preached to you, it's perfect for you. Don't you follow me or anybody else away from your one-on-one relationship and soul relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. No room. I don't care how successful you are. Crazy people are successful. Good people are successful. Success is not the merit. Oh, if God's with you, baby, it'll work. Not necessarily. God was with Moses. Did it work for him? Take my people to Canaan. 40 years later, uh, God, I don't think this is working. We're not getting this. It's not working. Jesus had 12, and all of them denied him. So success is not the, the barometer. What's the standard? Is it based upon the authority of God's written word, and it, does it elevate Jesus Christ to the supreme position and lower man to the lower position? where man humbles himself in the sight of the Lord and then the Lord lifts him up into heavenly places with him. That's the balance. It will appeal to the flesh. Years ago, there was a strong move in choreographed worship and all the... I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but I just submit this to you. I'm just stirring this morning. I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'm going to make everybody mad. And when I come back from vacation, you have to love me because God said you have to love me. You ever wondered why when we put on the big theatrical thing that there's never, and please don't take this wrong, I'm trying to make a spiritual point. There's never just the real ugly person on the stage or the real physically unattractive because that wouldn't appeal to the flesh. You see what I'm saying? We have to be wise just because something's polished. We have churches, I have friends of mine that hire unbelievers to lead worship on their stage. They play in the band, they sing on the ensemble, they're stumbling drunk the night before, they come in the next day and they play their gig and the people are touched. Watch, the people are moved, the people are healed. This one came to know Jesus. God saves people in spite of ministers, not necessarily because of them, and you got to have discernment. How can you lead me into the worship of one you don't know? That's crazy. But, you know, if we don't have the band, if we don't have the full band, Ben, we need to go hire three or four more people because y'all won't like us because we won't have what somebody else has. Hey, sorry. To my knowledge, the people up here are redeemed. They are consecrated to the Lord Jesus. And they are not confused on their responsibility to him. We will not compromise for the pastors, the ministers, the people. We're, we're, not, we're, not perf- uh-uh. we're not perfect, but the sins we commit, we confess them as such, and we do not say that they are acceptable in the sight of God. That's the difference. The falling away will abhor the righteous. They'll despise those that are good, 2 Timothy 3 says. Ben, if you'd come, please. We'll call good evil and evil good. 
and label those who stand for righteousness as legalists, hate mongers, and Pharisees. The falling away will gather itself under the banner of religion, but will be indistinguishable from the world. The last day church, after the rapture of the true church, will be one state-ran governmental religion. One religion. You can believe anything you want and be a part of it, except that Jesus Christ is Messiah. You can believe anything you want. And what is preparing the way for that is pastors and apostles and prophets telling you that God wants harmony. That's the paramount thing. Didn't he pray that we would be one? As he is what didn't, they'll say, didn't he pray that he wants harmony? No, he wants holiness. And harmony flows from this. Do you serve the Lord Jesus unequivocally with no reserve? Yes. Me and you are in harmony. Harmony flows from that. Harmony doesn't produce that, but it flows from that. And we're not open to a one world, one religion. As a matter of fact, if you ever hear anything from this pulpit that contradicts the Word of God, leave. leave. Come to me first. I may have preached on Moses' ark by accident. Come to me first. And if I hold the truth in unrighteousness, you leave. So John, how can I make sure not to be a part of any falling away? Number one, very quickly, keep the main thing the main thing. Lord, what's the greatest commandment? Love God with all your heart, mind, and strength fully. And love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on that. Number two, let the word of God be the final authority in your life. If God said no, then that means no. Doesn't matter if churches tell you you can or some false prophet. I can't lie. I can't lay with another man's wife. You can't steal. You're not supposed to covet. I can't. The word of God is the final authority. No more of this. I know what the word of God says, but. I've had Christians tell me God understands. No, he don't. Let the word of God be the final authority in your life. Number three, give no place to the devil. No place. No room. Repent quickly, thoroughly, sincerely, and often. Your pastor is so flawed that I often think of quitting these last 20 years. I've lied multiple times. Lust. Selfish. The only thing I can tell you that would make you, I hope, still trust me as a pastor is I'm not confused in thinking that those things are okay. They are sin. I confess them. I repent of them. I turn from them. And regretfully, I have to do it often. But that's how we know we're not deceived. We never look at evil and go, well, God understands. We repent. Live in the hope and the anticipation of the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Unto them that look for him shall he appear unto salvation. Not unto sin, but to salvation. When I was growing up, I got just a couple minutes and I'll be done. Lord, I was exposed to some legalism. You couldn't do nothing. 
Go to the movie. I remember going to the movies one time, and uh, back then our movie is like a, a G plus now, or a PG now. I remember I went and saw Animal House. I remember praying in the theater, Lord, don't come now, because I know I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm serious. You don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't chew, you don't hang out with those that do. God, you pe people, God delivered me from chewing gum. Praise the Lord. What in the world? Couldn't do nothing. If it was fun, you didn't do it. They were out of balance. And now we've swung so far this way that we don't think anything would keep us from the return of Jesus Christ and joining him. The Bible says, and everyone that hath this hope, listen, the hope, purifies himself. He said, I don't want this in my life. I don't want this in my life. Praying always that you be accounted worthy to escape the great and terrible day of the Lord. God, don't mind. Shut your mouth. I'm going. I'm leaving here. Oh, you're just a legalist. You're just a conservative. You're just a right wing. Call me what you want. When Christ comes, call me gone. Do you hear me? I'm leaving. I'm leaving here. I'm gone. And finally, how do you keep himself from falling away? Fall away from everything that would make you fall away. I've had to tell some people goodbye. I'm not judging you, I'm judging me. I'm not strong enough to hang around you. God bless you. It's coming so soon. I doubt very seriously my little girls will see puberty. I'm telling you the truth. They may, not being dramatic, they may see their father locked up for their God. Right, hey, we got, we got to be so grounded that they can't trick us with tricks and uh, smooth tongues and big crowds and lights and smoke machines and everything else. said, you are steering me away from the simplicity found in Jesus Christ. You are not part of my life. Walk away. Walk away. Stop playing it. Stop listening to them. It doesn't mean the things they said before. Make sure your heart is ready. When Christ comes in the twinkling of an eye, faster than light can hit off your retina, everyone that's ever died in Christ is going to come up out of the ground. Then we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We'll be judged for our works to get reward. And then at the end of the great tribulation, we come back with Jesus. And his foot hits the Mount of Olives and it splits in half. And he destroys the nations of the earth that gather together to destroy Israel. And blood is going to flow bridal high through the valley of Megiddo. Christ is going to usher in a millennial reign, a thousand years of peace. A child will live to be a hundred years old. And there will be people like me and you. I am the most unworthy person in this building. And I am going to pulse with the resplendent glory of the Lord. And earthly people are going to point and say, who are they? And angels are going to whisper, they're the redeemed of the Lord. <laughs> they're the redeemed of the Lord. And Lord, we want to be found in you. I pray, oh Lord, that this message was what you wanted me to share. And for those of us that need to be sobered, the last days are here.
The return of the Lord is imminent. Let us be not confused or dabbling with the world. It's time to stand up, stand out, stand apart. Clutch closely to our chest what you've done for us and not compromise our commitments, our confession, and most assuredly our gospel. With no one looking around, would you just stand with me? And if that's your heart's cry this morning, we're going to take the last two minutes and I want you to make a private altar and just close your eyes and lift your hands and tell him where you stand with him. Tell him where you stand with him. This is who I am, Lord. This is where I stand with you. Don't think it, say it loud enough for you to hear yourself. You're the Lord of all, Jesus. The Lord of my family, my life, my home, my babies. You, O oh Lord, are Lord. No other gospel, no other God, no other religion. You are Lord, Lord. You are Lord, O oh Lord. You are Lord, O oh God. today could be tomorrow Lord church family would you look this way and ask Pastor Drew to come and close us now I know this was heavy and hard but I want you to add this last 30 seconds to finish it out and to that person you're all in you don't have to strive you don't have to worry. There's no fear. Oh, Lord, am I okay? No, 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 no. I've already did the humbling part. I am kept by the power of God through faith. Ain't worried about nothing. I'm secure. I'm carved in the palm of his hand. Nothing can separate me from the Lord Jesus. I've already worked it out in my soul. And no matter what happens in the nations, I'm unmovable, unshakable, abounding in the work of the Lord, preserved unto his returning. Amen? Pastor Drew, would you pray for us this morning? Father God, thank you so much for today, and thank you just for a sobering but needed message. And God, I, I consider the scripture in Romans that says, consider both the kindness and the severity of God. And, and God, I just thank you for every part of who you are. God, I pray you would just continue to quicken our minds and open our eyes to the spiritual climate of the world around us. I thank you again for your redeeming grace with which we stand on. Pray that everybody would leave here today, God, safely and come back next week. And I pray, God, that you would continue, God, to do your work in this local body. In your name, amen.